When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Football Asia with Paul Williams. Yeah, we're going to finish off the show as per usual with uh, Football Asia in the company of Paul Williams from the Asian Game podcast. We're just uh, waiting to get Paul on the line. And whilst we do that, I can update you on this uh, AFC Asian Under-20 Cup tie, which uh, has about five minutes left to run over in Uzbekistan. And it's been a really good day for the young Socceroos, despite conceding that uh, opening goal after just two minutes. They have run away with it and now lead by seven goals to one with just a few minutes uh, left to play. So let's uh, ask Paul Williams uh, about that. Uh, evening to you, Paolo. How are you, mate? How are you, Paul? Good. Simon, Alex, how are you going, guys? Very good. Uh, so that's turned out to be a pretty good day for the young Socceroos, even though they got off to a, a disastrous start. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it wasn't the ideal start. You could certainly say that, but the the way they've bounced back has has been impressive. I think some of the um, defending from Qatar has been rather generous. It's um it's fair to say, but it's been a while probably since we've seen an underage team really put a team to the sword like this, despite the uh, the the laps defending. So that's been really impressive from um, from the young Socceroos. I really like the look of Bernardo Oliveira. I think he would have played mm-hmm. a lot more. A-League men's football this season if it wasn't for injuries. And, and what I really liked, it's a great story for um, the A-League competition. I think it was Australia's third goal where he laid the ball off for Rafael Borges Rodriguez, who are the sons of two former Adelaide United players now combining, you know, 14, 15 years later, playing for an Australian youth team. And I think that's just a, a fans, fantastic story to tell about our competition. Um, and, yeah, now the young Socceroos are going to progress to the next round. And Paolo, we, we were just musing about Bernardo. With Ben Halloran and Craig Goodwin and Nestoria and Kunda, um, where's Bernardo going to get those minutes with Adelaide United? Now he's fit again. Maybe, maybe he'll have to move on to get a first-team spot somewhere. It's going to be difficult because he's got a lot of competition. He'll probably have to um, make do with some minutes off the bench at the moment. That's what Aaron Kunda's doing as well. So potentially there's you know some 15, 20 minutes late in a game that he might be able to get. But... Yeah, there's certainly competition for spots, which is, I guess, is a good thing for for Carl Vera, an Adelaide United fan as well. So I heard you mention there that Australia will qualify in, in winning this game. Looking at the other result, Iran are beating Vietnam 2-1. So three teams will finish on six points, Iran, Australia and Vietnam. You're certain Australia goes through? So, so the, the, Get the, the calculator the out, Paolo. <laughs> I needed a degree in mathematics to try and work it all out. But uh, <laughs> I think what that result means that Australia are definitely through. Australia will qualify. If it stays as, I think, as it is, I think it's Vietnam that get knocked out, which would be incredibly harsh on them. Um, I, I need to wait until the end of the game. I think it means Iran go through top of the group on goals scored um, in the, the tiebreaker between all the teams. So Australia would finish second which likely means a game against Uzbekistan. But um, all that could change in a dime if there's a, another goal or, or if I got my calculations wrong um, and Australia finished top of the group. So 
Um, I haven't got my quite got my degree in mathematics sorted for tonight yet. <laughs> okay, so let's assume you're correct. Uh, if they play the hosts Uzbekistan, uh, what are their chances? Because I think they've probably got either is it South Korea. I mean, we're talking ifs, buts, and maybes here. But if they if they get past Uzbekistan, then they've got probably South Korea or China stroke Saudi Arabia in the semis. So so make yeah. make a silk purse out of that if you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to be easy as you get towards the the knockout stages. I mean, Uzbekistan is going to be very difficult because they're the host country. You look at their two games so far; they've had sellout crowds of about thirty three thousand at both games, which is remarkable for a, a youth competition as well. So they'll have that home crowd support behind them. And, and Uzbekistan have had a lot of success at youth levels uh, in the last couple of years. Of course, they made the final and hosted the under twenty three Asian Cup last year as well. And they've invested not just invested a lot of money, but invested wisely in their youth development as well. And just on a slight tangent, they've what they've done is they've created effectively a, a club team out of a national team. So Olympic FC was born a couple of years ago to give um, a, a lot of senior experience to what they're calling their Paris generation to try and get that team to qualify for the uh, the Paris 2024 Olympics. So they have essentially their under 21 national team playing as a club side in the uh, in the top tier um, and they actually knocked off Pacticor in the opening round on the weekend and Pacticor have won the last four league titles in a row so that suggests that there is some serious talent coming through and they're coached by a former national team player that you'd probably remember Timur Kapadze um, who's the coach of that team so there's a lot of um, excitement um, about the next generations coming through for uh, for Uzbekistan. Uh, Australia have got an eighth goal. Archie Goodwin from the Newcastle Jets. Goodness me, it could be double figures by the time uh, we're finished. And, uh, of course, talking to the Olly Roos, uh, the Olly Roos, uh, or the Olympics, I should say, the Olly Roos squad has been selected today, 15 A-League players. Um, let's move on to talk about the women. The the young Matildas are in action too at the qualifiers for the 2024 Asian Under-20 Women's Cup. Uh, an easy first up win over Guam. Uh, next, they face the host Kyrgyzstan. I think the other team in the section was Iraq and they've withdrawn. So uh, the young Matildas should get through to the final stage, would you say? They should get through, yeah. Even though, you know, Kyrgyzstan are playing at home, you'd still expect Australia to, to get the job done there. But win and they're not quite through to the final tournament yet. They've then got to go through to the second round mm-hmm. qualification tournament. So the eight group winners move on. There's two groups of four. Um, and the top two of those advance to um, uh, to the final um, AFC Under-20 Women's Asian Cup. But the story for me out of all of that is that North Korea have advanced because of their um, results in previous tournaments. But I still don't know quite why North Korea are getting the free passage that they are in, in women's football. They've still managed to somehow keep their, their senior women's national team ranking inside the top 10 um, they're still getting all these free passages in, in junior tournaments, despite not playing a single minute of action since COVID hit. They've barely played football for three or four years. I don't quite know why they're getting all these uh, these free rides. They shouldn't be included in FIFA rankings if you're in, inactive for that long. Who knows if they'll even take part in this tournament. Um, and yet Australia still has to go through this qualification process while North Korea get this free ride. I'm not quite sure it's fair. It's probably something the AFC should be looking at. Uh, maybe Kim Jong-un is friends with Johnny Infantino as well. <laughs> he seems, he seems <laughs> to know all the world leaders. Uh, Australia, Don't rule it out. <laughs> Australia have got a ninth goal against Qatar. A couple of minutes to go. Alex Badalato, Western Sydney Wanderers. Goodness me. Go on, Broski. 
Well, just looking at the J-League, mate, and um, Muskies, Yokohama, F. Marinos, uh, stumbled on Friday night, dropping their first points at home to, to Hiroshima. But um, Vissel Kobe are the early pace setters, which after the season they had last year, very disappointing. Uh, they bounced back well this year. The only side to have um, been able to, well, the only side with a perfect start. Exactly. Yeah, they've, they've really flipped the script. They were the team that came in last season with sort of the, the burden of expectation upon them and they didn't handle that well. We know how they struggled towards the start of, uh, of last season. They've started this season like a house on fire. Conversely, Semfreche Hiroshima at that team this year after their good season last year, they've had a lot of expectation. They were a lot of people's fancies to try and to, to be the team that would topple um, Yokohama F. Marinos this season. They're winless after their first three games. And they go to Gambra Saka this weekend, who are also winless after their first three games. So it's, it's a fascinating um, um, script, that one, how that's played out. But yeah, Muskie dropped his first points, but they're still undefeated. Two wins and a draw. He won't necessarily be too disappointed about that. Probably be a little bit disappointed with the number of chances they coughed up to, to San Frecho on the weekend. So to walk away with uh, with just a point in that one is is probably a fair result. And he'll be happy to uh, to take that and move on. The referee has finally put Qatar out of their misery. Qatar won Australia 9. It finishes in Uzbekistan. I think it's safe to say that Australia are through uh, to the next phase. Well done to Trevor Morgan, Luke Wilkshire and his team. Uh, let's finish off, uh, Paolo, by talking about uh, the Indian Super League, the playoffs down to the semi-final stage. Dimi Petrats is in good form. He's in double figures for goals this season. Scored again as Mohan Bagan set up a two-legged semi with Hyderabad. Uh, and in the other knockout game, the elimination semi, I guess you could call it, Bengaluru, who have Alexander Jovanovic, ex-MacArthur, and Roy Krishna, of course, formerly with Wellington in their ranks. Uh, they needed extra time to see off Kerala Blasters with... A certain Sunil Chetri uh, getting the winning goal. He's still doing it. He's nearly 40, isn't he, Sunil? He is. I think 38 he's, uh, he's getting on. This game had an enormous amount of controversy around it. The goal from, from Sunil Chetri to, to set it up, it was, it was nil all, as you said, after full time. Went to extra time. Uh, Kerala conceded a free kick just outside the edge of the area. Chetri as Chetri does, he's a, he's a smart footballer, decided to take the free kick quickly with the, the wall not set, the goalkeeper not in position, scored the goal. Kerala players absolutely lost their marbles that the referee allowed the quick free kick to be taken. And not only that, allowed the goal um, to stand. Uh, the, the, Kerala player, the Kerala coach actually called his team off the park um, and they, they walked off the field and refused to come back on um, to the field of play um, until the decision was overturned, which was never going to happen. So they refused to enter the field of play again and forfeited the match, um, which handed the win to Bengaluru. So um, who knows what the uh, the outcome of that is going to be. As you'd expect, the internet has been a minefield with with fans from both sides arguing why it should or why it shouldn't have stood. Um, Kerala have been handed what is effectively a show cause notice by the ISL for their conduct and watch this space as to what their punishment may um, may be, that the harshest of which could be expulsion um, from the Indian Super League, which I don't think will happen, but I expect they'll get a severe punishment for um, for yeah. their actions on the night, which, um, yeah, which you, you never like to see in a football match. You may disagree with a referee's decision, but that's not the course of action to be taking to, uh, to walk off the field and refuse to get back on and play. Brilliant, Paolo. We'll speak to you next week, mate. Thanks, Paul. Cheers, guys.